We are ready. All right, we're in Mark 10, 46 through 52 today. Really famous story, um, which we'll talk about in just a second. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said to him, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling to you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his fight, his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And that's our text for today. Um, so just a few simple thoughts this morning. Uh, this is, again, I feel like we've been doing Mark long enough that you're hopefully starting to see repeating stories, repeating patterns of things that are happening. Um, one of the things is that Jesus regularly asks people what it is that they want him to do. Um, the people who are healed in Mark are the ones who uh, are persistent. They are the ones who um, make sure that they get to Jesus. Uh, the ones who are healed in Mark are oftentimes people having to overcome adversity. And so you see with this person, like his adversity is literally he's blind. Um, people, and he's a beggar, that's worth pointing out as well, because oftentimes people um, like just don't have any sort of patience whatsoever for beggars. And this time, it is worth noting that it is not that different today. Um, we have not a lot of patience for beggars. Um, beggars are used to having to do things to get people's attention. The louder they get, the more attention they get, but also the more annoying they get to the people. <laughs> Who are around them. So uh, another reading of this story um, has the disciples actually trying to get this guy to calm down and to be quiet and to leave Jesus alone, which is interesting. And example of yet again, the disciples not fully understanding what it is that Jesus is doing. Uh, the, The interesting thing about the Bartimaeus story which I think is at least worth pointing out because this happens um, regularly, but sometimes we don't see it in our day and age, is this is a blind man. Um, and the irony is he's the, is the blind man who sees who Jesus is. So that phrase, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, particularly son of David, have mercy on me, is a, what's called a messianic phrase. And so it is a phrase that you would use when talking about the person that you felt like was the Messiah, the person that everyone's been waiting for. And the majority of the people are saying that Jesus is a prophet, he's a teacher, he's a healer. Very few people are actually saying um, that Jesus is the Messiah at this point. Um, Some people are, at least not in the way that they're thinking, most people still thinking, because he's like the crazy wonder worker, um, one of the things that we saw a couple days ago is that a lot of times, like the disciples are amazed, but everyone else is afraid. Um, so if you remember, I think that was either yesterday or the day before, it was the disciples are met. Here it is in verse 32. This, this was yesterday. They're on the way up to Jerusalem while Jesus was leading the way. The disciples were astonished and those who followed were afraid. Uh, and so there's this thing happening with Bartimaeus where he's blind. 
And yet, he's one of the few people who sees. Uh, and I think this just, it, once again, it shows us, like, we are, we can miss things that are in such plain sight. And the people who get it are not the people who are supposed to get it. And the reason they get it, again, is because the Father is giving them eyes to see. And that eyes to see are spiritual eyes. And so, once again, we're, we're looking at the upside-down nature of the kingdom. The people who don't get it are the people who should get it, and the people who do get it are the people who shouldn't. And Bartimaeus is that example in this particular one. It's worth pointing out, um, he's calling out to Jesus. More than likely, Jesus can hear him. And it, it, it takes multiple calling out for Jesus to... Uh, to get it. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on you. Many rebuked him. Um, it doesn't say in this passage that it was the disciples. In the other gospels, it's the disciples. So the disciples possibly are rebuking him and tell him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, we've talked last week about the parable in Luke chapter 18, um, where um, it isn't the like. There's this widow who is banging on the door late at night, asking for justice. Um, and they bang. She bangs and she bangs and she bangs, and she does not get justice the first time she bangs at the door. It takes repeatedly going after it and after it and after it before finally the judge is like, "If I don't give her justice, she's never going to leave me alone." And Jesus says, "Like, look, in the same way, this is how you should approach the Father." Like, just keep banging, keep praying. There's another parable um, about a person who has run out of food, and he's got a, um, some family coming into town. And so he goes to a friend's house. The friend has, all, has basically locked up for the night. And it's like, hey, I've got all these people coming. I've got no bread. And the friend is like, no, go away. <laughs> and it says that, like, the friend keeps banging. I need bread. I've got family coming. And finally... Like the person just gives up. And like, that's what it's like. This is the embodiment in this story of what those parables are talking about. Parables aren't real. This story is. And so in many ways, like I think as we're thinking about fasting and we're thinking about praying, um, it's very easy, I think, for us to like have some spiritual energy in that first week and to let that spiritual energy kind of like ebb away, which is just normal. And that's fine. Um, I think we want to we want to position ourselves, particularly as we go into the weekend. Um, the weekend is difficult when you're fasting. All of the structure that you tend to have in the week, the distractions that you have in the week of work, and the routine, if we have kids of this thing, or if we have a spouse of the, the structure that comes with that and them working, it all falls away on the weekend. Suddenly, we have so much more time, um, and we have less things to do. We have um, the things that are demanding our attention fall away. The structure that we normally have is gone. And so this is actually a time as we head into the weekend to press in like Bartimaeus um, and to just keep banging and to keep saying, Lord God, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Um, there's a, a famous prayer um, that comes from this story as well as from Matthew chapter 20. It's called um, the sinner's prayer. And, excuse me, not the sinner's prayer, the Jesus prayer. And it's simply like, Lord God, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord God, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord God, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it's a time when, like, when we don't know what to pray, like, we just keep saying it. Lord God, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Because he knows what that mercy looks like. He knows what we need. 
Um, it's, it's a way of praying what Romans 8 talks about when it says there are times when we're so weak we don't know how to pray, but the Spirit intercedes for us. And these are words, almost like when we're, when, when we're able to pray in tongues, these are words that we can pray to God that mean something, that carry something, even when we don't know what it is that we should pray. So we pray, Lord God, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, and ask the Lord to like connect us to the heart of the Father with these words so that we can pray. Um, and even if we can't, we keep praying because they still embody something. They still carry something, even if we can't quite get ourselves to know what those words are or even have the energy to pray more than that. Like, even though, even though I don't have the energy, even though I feel like that will ebbing away, like I have this that I can fall back on and I can at least pray this. And what in the end happens for Bartimaeus is that he receives his sight. That is not a different request than what we are asking for these 33 days of prayer and fasting. We want to see. Um, Now, each of us in this room, and I suspect the people listening on our podcast, can see. Um, But again, what we are talking about in the kingdom, it is very possible to have the physical eyes but not be able to see. And blind Bartimaeus did not have eyes and was still able to see. So we want to have the same kinds of eyes that Bartimaeus has even while he was blind.